0: It's a dog. Dark night. Dark night. It's a dog. Hey yo, what's up, everybody? Sorry I'm late. Dan Tom here with you. MMA Junkie, as well as do some work on the Action Network sometimes. But on this here program, the Protect Your Neck Podcast, we break down high-level MMA. That's what we're gonna do here today, tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, hopefully it's before the fight. Um recording this Thursday afternoon uh, before uh, I gotta get some spiring in uh, so adjusting my uh, there's that good good that camera uh, Adjusting my schedule here um, a bit on these streams gonna be trying to shoot for like 3 to 4 pm and as usual I'll let you know where that's going down on Twitter at Dan Tom MMA where I'm most active and of course these are streaming on YouTube on my channel. Daniel Tom MMA. Uh, on YouTube if you want to like and subscribe. I appreciate it. I don't know if I deserve the like for being late, but I appreciate those of you like Mark Fellows, my man over there already in the chat. My man, Mark. Um, But yeah, man, um, feel free to drop your questions and stuff. You guys know the deal. I usually get to it um, and mix it in when I can. Um, I'll let you know what I tape studied for, which is very, uh, you know, very little, but I do already have kind of shots of where I'm going um, on this kind of a card. Uh, And as pretty well, anyways, you can see where I end up again. Back to the social media that I'm most active at at Dan Tom MMA on Twitter. Of course, I post my picks on fight day a little bit after I post my actual main card quick picks and prognostications articles. Which I'm pretty sure my picks are going to stay the same from what I give you here. But you know, I'll, I'll let you know which ones to keep an eye out for. Which ones again? Uh, full transparency. I didn't do the full uh, tape schmutty for. Um, and uh, and yeah, I'm going to do a quick share of this. Back. That's rookie mistake here. Um, but yeah, I appreciate the crap out of you guys as usual. Hopefully you guys are having a good week. We got ADC uh, this week, of course. Abu Dhabi Combat Club, but going down here in my backyard, Las Vegas. Um, Tonin Galvao. Uh, don't have a, really a preview of that, but I wanted to shout out the thefightsite.com. Say, O's again, podcasts. Uh, I don't know many jiu-jitsu podcasts outside of my guys' verbal tap, who of course do a great job as well. So I wanted to shout uh, the sayos guys. Uh, you know, I, 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 that, I wish that podcast hit on my feed more often, but I understand. Uh, I know all the dudes that host it are good dudes who who have actual uh, actual lives, and it's it's tough to keep up with this sport, man. Um, I wish I keep up with more like things. That's why I try to shout the people who specialize in things. Shouts to the verbal tap podcast. Shouts to my guy Kyle Mack over at Combat Chronicles um, Combat CHR uh, on Twitter there and he does great as far as covering boxing uh, Japanese uh, combat sports uh, you know uh, even a bit of Muay Thai uh, and just mainly history obviously hence the name so you know uh, shouts to people who can do things I can't it's tough enough to do you know just the UFC I mean even like you know when one comes around I mean to make make a point obviously to watch DJ and some of that one show but like It's just really tough, man, even when it's my my yob. And uh, I'm trying to get you guys, you know, we actually have a decent fight night card, right? There's actually, like, fun matches. I'm not even complaining about that, though I will complain about the card format. You bet your ass I will. Especially when we have, like, fight cards like this where it's, like, so good. Of course, that's UFC, uh, Vegas sixty. It's not going to be too long of a spiel. Check the timestamps if you're listening in the future. Future, future, where I break the card uh, down from top to bottom and recap my picks and plays at the very end. But we had got, we got a good card here, and it's still kind of you know a crappy format. And you know, uh, not that that deters me from doing my job and trying to uh, you know uh, get some good plays for for all of us, the both of us proverbially. But you know, uh, for all of us here, um, whether you want to follow or not, you don't have to. It's uh, whether you want to follow or fade. Uh, no, um, you know, I try to be a good reference point. That's it, man. Um, honestly, uh, honestly there. Uh, but yeah, man, like, I, I'm not even gonna hate, like, like, shouts to the people on the Contender Series grind, shouts to the people on the, you know, the Japanese MMA grinds, and, and, or, uh, not that I should even call it a grind, but you know what I mean. Shouts to you guys. I'm gonna do my best here, but despite having a good card is what I'm trying to say long-windedly as you guys pile into the chat, thank you very much, is that, um, and as I share this last link out, of course, I'm just buying time here. We'll, we'll roll right into it again. Uh, but, but yeah, it's uh, – we'll see where I end up, folks. We'll see where I end up. Uh, some spots that I did study because I thought I was going to end up certain places. Uh, actually went the other side, so maybe I'll even surprise some of you hardcore ones. I know some of you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while. It's, I mean – maybe maybe you do this and don't even realize you do i i know this is something that i did whether it was like the film vault top five podcast, uh, like even non-mma podcasts where you try to guess what if it's a picks if it's any kind of thing where you're making a picks or a list like you try to start getting a beat of what the host is going to like oh, i bet this motherfucker's going to go for this guy right like oh look dan tom he, he's not going to be able to say no to an old southpaw you know like like you know like so if you do that fair game by all means But uh, maybe maybe there's some surprises today. Maybe there's not. Maybe there's some classic Dan Tom spots. Um, So we'll see. Tweeting out the last link now. My man, speaking of Dan, my man Dan Max up in here. Uh, Makoto Kaiogoku, Mary Rui. We got Jimmy Kudo, Ghost Phantom. Oh, nice. I'd love to see the crew here. There we go. We got Mark Fellows up on the screen. Greetings from Sydney ghost phantom what's up my first time live and not an emergency podcast <laughs> and i need the intro song yeah i know uh, we're gonna be doing the original intro song if you want to go and get my audio hit later dan Mac. i was gonna go back to the original i gotta change it up sometimes if i'm doing after parties or or um the emergency pod actually didn't hit the podcast feed but uh, if you notice the one for uh, and shouts again to my guys i don't even have my shouts ready wow uh, thankfully, I know uh, Guru Scouting MMA and at TB Scouting MMA for Horse from the at Con- uh, Chronic Combat Conversations, excellent podcast. They helped me last week, and for the uh, recap with my guy Greg Guru, we uh, I have to use use the uh, Still Dre, uh, which because of course you know I, I try to do uh, little songs like The Fighters Come Out From, and you know it's crazy. It, uh, I don't know if it's a uh, shout out to my strength and conditioning coach Gil, but like. That song comes on a lot at Extreme Couture when I'm doing my strength and conditioning class, and um, I was, it, even before the event, I was that that was coming on, and I was just like, "Oh, I may have to change my uh, my walkout song here because uh, this is my, this is a little more appropriate, you know, for a guy uh, making it making his return who's older. The game done change. They want to know how I feel about it. <sighs> Still not loving. Uh, great, a lot of great lyrics in there. Um, Dan Tom is one of the this is jimmy kudo dan tom is one of the best oh thank you i don't know about that so is drake griggs i will agree with that and jack slack i will definitely agree with that as well great work as well thank you jimmy kudo appreciate you being here bud uh, all right um all right mikado A hey, hanging apologies on the mispronunciations by the way Uh, Hey, uh, Zhang Weili was working with Cody Steele and Josh Hinger. Do you know them? Not familiar. Josh was 88 kg bronze medalist, and Cody lost to Ruatolo in 2019, but he is still young. No, I got to catch up with this. I mean, I got to imagine she's exposed to a lot of really good training partners with the places where she kind of uh, partakes, but that that is good to know. And um, I'm going to try to uh, mark that down and remember that live chat note. Cause I I'm curious of that now, so thank you for that. Actually, well, hopefully I'll hunt that down if I remember. Or you're in the chat, feel free to uh, bother me for that. Of course, uh, for ADCC, yeah, yeah, a lot a lot of ADCC people are also in town here right now, which is great. Uh, format being, I, I get do a, a seven hour Monday with Lovato Jr. He's like my top three man. Like uh, fucking, I, I don't even know who, who my top three is now, cause like you know. Uh, one of them, unfortunately, recently passed because I I really would like to take uh, seminars with some of the best passers. Of course, I'm referring to Leandro Lowe. Um, but uh, Lovato Jr., I mean, his home base technique, his, his butterfly passing, I mean, it's just so applicable for, for gi, no gi, uh, MMA. Just go watch the Musasi fight. It's like a butterfly passing tutorial. It's super sick. Um. Should we get my name yeah, let's get my name on here. Look, there's me at Um Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, we got Synchro, Wing in the House, Dan Tom, Drake Wiggs, Jack Slack, and the Fight Site. Best out there. I'm, I'm appreciative just to be uh, associated with those. Too kind, too kind. Um, and you guys are few and far between. I appreciate it. I, I will say, thanks to places like the Fight Site, uh, OGs like Jack Slack, who have been holding it down before I got on the scene. Um, we have much more now. We have much more now. So I'm grateful for it. I uh, like still Dre. I, I I ain't hating on on youngins making money. Um, eventually I get mine. Uh, hopefully. Uh, nightmare <laughs> uh, sworn. Uh, man, the Drake Riggs Magnum people are here. Uh, love the passion for the good MMA content, guys and Dan. I appreciate the passion too. Thank you. Hey, another uh, another familiar face here. Uh although no Abby, but but still 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 always giving love. come crumbopolis Rosen. Hey Dan, always learn something new from your podcast and appreciate the game better. That means a lot, actually. That means a lot. If you guys can take something, you know, it'd be better if I can give you guys winning bets for the gamblers and the degents in the house. Uh but yeah, I uh I I, I that makes me very happy. Um I don't have my shouts written down, which is good for you guys. I'm going to go uh, pay some dues to the Amazons, but uh, I will touch on the shouts that I gave out earlier again, um, not just to the Chronic Combat Conversation guys, which are just good guys. Love Tyler. Love love Greg. A guru TB Scouting, as you may see, as far as their uh, Twitter handles. And, of course, my guy, A.B. Aaron Bronson. A lot of you guys watched that. Um, again, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 suppose, I suppose you guys didn't come here for... For, for my uh for my uh <laughs> for my uh, so so looks uh but no I appreciate you guys coming for the for the for the B man A B Aaron Bronstetter uh he is the fucking man by the way Aaron Bronstetter nominated for journalist of the year along with colleagues of my mind along with a lot of the big names in the house like Mike Bone and uh, you know uh, Ariel of course uh, Helwani and, and the like so I, but I gotta shout out my guy Aaron Bronstetter man. Um, Great stuff from him this week. He was on the ground. Uh, great insight. Thank you guys for tuning into that emergency podcast. Um, he kind of gave his perspective on stuff that's going on behind the scenes with the scuffles and yada yada. And then we broke down the uh, newly minted fights and of course recap those. That's all on YouTube. The recap after party edition, of course, went to the podcast feeds. If you're listening on podcasts, podcast and goes, we didn't, why didn't we get Aaron Bronstetter again? You got to like and subscribe, especially if you want to comment. Daniel Tom MMA. On YouTube. Uh, so that's where you got to be for that. Um, but so shout outs at Aaron Bronstedter MMA, TSN MMA show, TSN MMA, uh, where you could find him. He pretty much runs TSN MMA. He is TSN MMA. Um, Alright, Brad Tashchuk in the house, my guy. Brad, looking forward to some mathematical (laughs) analysis of the co-main event, Dan. Whatever could you mean, Uh, co-host of the MMA analysis of the hog analysis? I am not about to get sued for gimmick infringement. I steal enough of your names, Brad. Uh, But yes, we will do some measuring because uh the measurements were a bit of a surprise i I, i've got some interesting ones uh not the ones maybe you're looking for but you know we can we can pontificate we can just like just like just like i'll be pontificating uh with these uh with these purchases let's see what was bought in the last uh last week the last seven days of course MixedMarshallAnalyst.com is my website folks and i say that cuz it hosts this here podcast the protecting neck podcast uh, where you can find archived episodes old archive breakdowns that are poorly written probably poorly predicted actually there wasn't some really good years when, when i was just had that focus there but uh, nevertheless it's for the podcast and for the click throughs of course you could toggle to the right there is a secure paypal donation if you want to support this free podcast that uh, uh, for whatever reason i'm i am you know aside from the the, the the lack of popularity um, and lack of my business savvy is, is still free and, and, and not behind a paywall uh, for uh, seven years running, majority of a decade. So, uh, you want to support the show? Um, you can do that. Of course, uh, Twitter at DanTomMMA, my link tree. There is a secure uh, donation link there as well, along with all the contacts and fun stuff. Uh, as well, on the, the toggling to the right, though, back to MixMarshallAnalyst.com Martial that hosts this year's show. Toggle to the right, scroll down, you get the Amazon, you get the on it click-throughs in case you do any shopping there. Um, all you do basically is you click through the link through no extra cost, you do your regular shopping, and a small percentage of your purchase will be kicked uh, kick back to this year program and no extra cost to you. Uh, and, but if you do it through the Amazon link, it does tell me what you buy. Now, it doesn't give me any information on any of these links, folks, and neither does it for the Amazon link, but it does tell me what was bought. It doesn't tell me who. So if you want to have a David Carradine one night in Bangkok, go throw the karate gi on, get the rope that's gentle on the skin, get the nunchucks that vibrate, whatever you want to do, there's a judgment-free zone, we don't got to know it's you. I will pontificate, I will have my suspicions for some of the listeners that I know, but we will not know it's you. Of course, you can uh, support the podcast that way, the fun way, of course, I mean, I'm not saying you have to buy those things, but you get what I mean, you just buy your Amazon stuff, you don't have to do a night in Bangkok, that was just for a cheap joke that I always repeat here, so uh, let's see what was bought link by performance here Addings. oh wow someone bought a basic laboratory calculations for biotechnology I don't know if it's the co- kind of calculations that uh that uh Brad's looking for hashtag hog analysis but I'm sure you can calculate some some crap biochemical calculations how does okay if, if uh if, if I get asked by the FBI on any of these click-throughs folks um, listen listen as long as I can these these cannot be tied back to me Buy away, it, but no, just just kidding. that was very responsible. Please no, please no terrorist activity through these through through my have uh, Gotta say that for legal purposes. But no, this actually looks this looks. Uh, I I should have kept reading. Biochemical calculations colon uh, not butt and not Powell colon how to solve mathematical problems. Okay, well that's. <laughs> something completely different I got a little worried there I was like what do they have plutonium I'm like Marty, is for sure 1985 you could buy plutonium through someone's amazon I'm like but what are you doing here you know I was like what are you guys doing man turning me off my doc brown moment over here uh, National laboratory notebook 4x4 quad rolled back to school Rodney Dangerfield baby wow Dan how many more 80s references you make fun of your old ass for 90s references why don't we go to the 80s yet boomer basic binder and dividers with five insertable color tabs scotch transparent tape thank you by the way for buying all these by the way and then and um if you're buying it for a kid that's a really good parent of you you know a good parent good parent there amazon basics multi-purpose office scissors don't run with the scissors folks work Lion three ring hole punch for portable puncher great eagle lightning corporation a19 led light bulb uh, someone bought a Evistar waterproof storage travel bag carrying case for an MP3 player. MP3 player. We still have MP3 players. Oh, I want to get like an old iPod, like a an iPod Mini. was uh, not that? Yeah. No, I, actually, I got a good setup for running. Like, I haven't ran in so long. I'm like, let's see if these AirPods work because I literally haven't ran since I've had AirPods. It's just been fun. Um need to step up the road work though uh, Kai loose leaf paper filler all right more uh, F star digital uh, voice recorder a voice recorder hello Sydney. sorry uh, that was my that was one of my, that was an that was a, a amateur acting job I had I someone did a spoof of the Scream movies and they wanted to save money so they just had me do the, the voice uh, that was unpracticed don't worry it's probably like Mike Cartman Nate Diaz uh, at this point pencil case for school students girls boys and large capacity. Uh, somebody bought. For, for boys, large capacity. Okay. Blue Sky 2022 2023 academic year monthly planner. All right. That's it for that section. And there is one purchase, I believe, in the. Nope. Nope. Is that an old one? Yeah, I think these are old. These are old. Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, I read off those movies from last time. Uh, yeah, I always appreciate the movie purchases, though, too, as well. That's always fun to pontificate if you guys... I know everything is digital these days, but it's nice. There are some film nerds amongst you that, uh, you know... And I say that with all due love, because I am myself. Of course, that's com, of course. All right. Uh, we're going to get on with the breakdown. Just a couple shouts in the chat, because i got to get to my man, Alvin Yakatori. Greetings, Honorable Mr. Tom. We should always be cognizant of all the hard work fighters... Uh, do to prepare for fights, let's be fans of the fighters and uh, then the entertainment of the fights. I agree with that, Alvin. And even though I don't want to crack back into a recap, I want to push on. We'll be getting to the breakdown here in a couple minutes. Uh, for UFC Vegas 60 from top to bottom, I think that's a very, uh, very appropriate point, Alvin, especially coming off this last week where you know people were complaining about you know like the Lee Rodriguez fight, for example, or just these fights were like you know, or like you know, uh, piling on to Holland or just any of the fighters that you know. Uh, especially the ones that unjustly uh, had to kind of, uh, you know, uh, adjust themselves, man. When you have to fight someone different, it's, it's completely different. It really throws you off. Um, it's something to keep in mind. You know, we're, we'll talk about that with some of these fighters when you go back to some of their sample sizes. Um, you know, like we'll talk about Cheating Ninja Kawani. I forget he was originally supposed to face Malvin Manhoff, an old, stout Dutch Muay Thai Orthodox dance kickboxer, and he got a fully fledged Southpaw wrestling jujitsu. John Salter, right? And that was the last time he got submitted. So it's like you got to kind of keep those things in mind. Um, uh, and, and you know, before we uh, start slinging mud. And my, myself too, man. This this goes for me, folks, by the way. This goes for me, which is why I appreciate the heck out of my guy, Alvin Yakatori, Dan Mack. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I came to watch something because, oh, the draw. No, Aaron's a man. Aaron is the man. Dan Mac, but thank you, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And and by the way, um, I, I appreciate you, Dan Mac. But if you look at the numbers, uh, Aaron is the draw, buddy. Aaron, Aaron is the draw, and he deserves to be. So that's why I really wanted to give him the shout for, uh, um, for Journalism of the Year. By the way, he's he's gonna be trying to like buck for Photographer of the Year. Did you see those '90s like style disposable photos? Those were badass, man. Um, I retweeted it on my timeline, at Dan Tom MMA, or you should go find it on, on Aaron's timeline, at AaronBronstonMMA. Those were awesome. Thank you, Dan Mac, for contributing. Zhao Chu, are you a fan of Zhang Wei Li's elbow game? Yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I'll probably look at it more when it comes time for her and have more to say about it. But uh, until then, I can just woo and ah, honestly, in genuine fashion with the rest of you. Uh, Moses Rocco, Shamon shaman. All right. Uh, he's, he knows how to get me to react. <laughs> really disappointed. Nate didn't shut out Sacramento Chevrolet. Shout out Sacramento uh, Chevrolet. Yeah, Sacramento Chevrolet. Motherfucker. My beanie, motherfucker Sorry, my eye just starts going all when I do my Nate Diaz. You know, it's like you gotta. So I do the same thing with walking. You know, it just I don't know why my eye gets all cocked and you know good impressionists which aren't me but I, you know good impressionists say you have to kind of do a little facial expression and and say shit they wouldn't say although you know you could say stuff Nate would say and it's still funny All right, let's get on to the breakdowns folks we've chatted long enough 20 minutes more than enough time let's uh, get to this breakdown UFC Vegas 60 UFC Fight Night 210 UFC Fight Night Sanhagen ya dong or Sanhagen Song how did they do it on the poster by the way because it should be yep Sanhagen Song yep okay they did it right good job um of course saying Song Yidong is much more uh, rolls off the tongue much more uh, much more fun depending on who you ask or how you imply it but uh of course the proper way is Song uh Song Yidong so Song referring to his last name of course you read my breakdown which isn't out yet but uh when I do it I I use the um uh I still try to do uh AP style as well as acknowledging uh, the the proper um Chinese style surnames so uh, I just refer to him as song throughout my uh my my breakdown so no uh no immature giggles uh sorry folks um but uh we got uh Sanhagen, minus uh minus 190 song you uh, uh yadong song plus 160 okay yeah it, it's staying fairly around that range um San Hagen open uh minus 160 um yeah this fight it, you know this fight could feel a lot like uh, John Lineker, Sanhagen, uh, which was, you know, John Lineker had a very uh, good argument, so if you go back to watch that, keep in mind impactful shots, yada yada, it's more than an argument to score that for John, um, hence it was a split decision, you know, uh, not, not, that, not that close fights can't be unanimous decisions or vice versa by the way, but I'm just, I'm just saying as a general, by the way. I don't know is it just me like and I totally get that and I side with the people who do this so I'm not hating on anybody who does this and like everybody does this so I'm definitely not hating folks but um, whenever someone makes fun of like the ignorant fan or the Twitter fan right and the replies of like uh, I didn't agree with that decision it was a robbery should at least been a split um, I know there should have been a split is like something like we we love to make fun of it's like the lowest hanging fruit that like we all can bat a thousand and, and I guess look good on but, like, for me, like, I don't know. I don't really feel the need to shit on that. Like, I get it. Um, and usually it is attached to uh, maybe an ignorant person, an ignorant comment. Or at the very least, a well-meaning but ill put energy comment. You know, put, put the energy is put in the wrong kind of spot, right? Um, but at the same time, do we have to pretend that we don't get what they're saying at the same time? That essentially... Um, it was a, and not that I talk about this, or, or, or I will, or, or I'm encouraging you, or saying you should, because you shouldn't. Again, I'm on the side with people that do this, but I feel like it's like we're picking on the the, the short bus, so to speak. Somebody who, you know, uh, you know, could have fit the proverbial short bus with my Tourette's. I mean, I'm not I'm not throwing a, throwing throwing a improper shade, but it does feel like we're, we're throwing rocks at the short bus whenever we we, we we choose that to poke at somebody when we know it, We know what they were saying. We want to argue the other stuff or we want to argue the general sentiment of whether or not something's a Robbie. That's fine. I have these conversations here as well. Um, but I always f- found that funny because I'm just like, I totally get what they're saying. And again, those of us who are criteria, you know, nerds uh, and, and care about that stuff or try to reference it in our work. And again, that's me, me too. I'm throwing, throwing rocks at myself here. Um, once you really understand that, you understand that how, how you, you know, I don't want to use the word Easy. Uh, but how easy it can be to make an argument for things, especially in close fights and how we define them and how we score them. It, it it there there are plenty of fights every week where we we can justify scores either way. yet we're gonna pick on people who are like, I'm surprised they didn't end up on the other side of that one when at this when at the same time, when judges end up on the other side, and I and I and I'll, I'll defend the judges too, folks. Uh, you know, I, I've been trying to be better about auditing myself and giving them benefit of the doubt. So again, this is no shade that I'm not throwing on myself here. Um, but we'll defend them if they end up on opposite sides. But if a fan, if a casual fan says that, oh, no, I'm, I'm surprised the judges didn't end up on opposite sides. We lose our shit. We got we to gotta shine the spotlight on them. Look at, look at this. You know, we got to be like uh, Willem from Mallrats. You dumb bastard to the little girl, right? Like, like come on. We know. We get what they're saying. Anyways, random rant, I know, but I just, I always hear that, and I'm like, why are we wasting the energy throwing rocks at these people? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Channel DX people seeing Corey's losses and counting him out big mistake that could be a narrative uh, But the line actually is um going up on Corey Sanhagen's side uh, But hello back to you channel DX Brad Tashchuk if Corey was terrified of Lineker imagine how scared how scared he'll be of Yadong. dog It depends it depends on you <laughs> damn it! You walk me to your dog God damn it Brad damn it uh- <laughs> Depends which dong we're talking about. Um, Yeah, no, you know what? It does depend which dong we're talking about. Because, no, seriously, it depends what song we're talking about. Because he's been... uh, He went back to pressure and countering, which is ultimately his game at heart. I feel like he's best at. I feel like it's the best way to approach a five-round fight, especially stylistically with a guy like Sanhagen. Um, We have seen him get a little more with his footwork, where he can play off the back foot. And Sanhagen um, will take instances in fight where he will pressure... And kind of force, um, force himself, uh, you know, uh, to go forward, even if he's largely playing back foot um, for different reasons to guys like you know TJ and Jan, right? Uh, so they so it's going to be really curious. I'm going to count on more of the Lineker approach and the more of I should say the the song approach of just pressuring and countering. Um, and I think that's going to be the best, particularly the left hand. If you look at left hands. Coming forward, off the counter, orthodox, southpaw, straights or hooks. Um, Those are what's hitting Sanhagen the most. I know Song is mainly known for his right hand, but I think the left hand is actually, in the follow-up, especially off that initial right, whether he's going forward or following up his counter shot, uh, that left is going to be worth watching for as far as Sanhagen. But at the end of the day, Sanhagen has a good chin, um, good cardio, good recoverability, really hard to deter. I like his mentality. He can still, you know, be be you know, arguably losing large portions of a fight in a five rounder and still come back and have a decent late, uh, good late round. Um, and he hasn't been stopped. Now, I don't know if his durability is like you know, uh, Hawaiian kickboxer Max Holloway level. I don't know if his building, um, is as, um, you know. Can, can get that kind of tied, the, the same kind of title-weight tie of, as a Max Holloway round four, uh, you know, Ortega can, right? Or Cater, Holloway Cater can, right? But he is a builder. Um, And again, not that, I, I say that the, 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 this reminds me of Jose Aldo and Max Holloway, not to make direct comparisons. And it's also not to say that song or sanhagen can't be great or aren't great or in the process of being great because they definitely have that on the table i am absolutely believers in both of these fighters ceilings which is what makes makes picking this fight so hard but um if this is more like aldo and holloway uh and you know song even though he's made improvements on his cardio that's been big focuses of his camp even in a fight that he lost, he actually had a, a a decent round three. And then he had a decent round three in a fight that he won recently as well. So you could look at those two fights and count that as trends in the right direction. Absolutely. But is it enough, though, is the question. He's certainly working on it. Uh, his camp certainly knows. He certainly knows. But this is still his first five-rounder in the UFC. He's had a five-rounder before to a guy named Renat something, who he previously lost a three-round fight to. So that guy might have just had his number, right? Um, Russian cat. He fought some some decent Russian talent crossing over there. Um, who I believe doesn't have the most terrible record if you go to him now, I wanna say. But uh but yeah, that was one five rounder. I didn't go back to watch that. I'm not even sure if it's available. But he lost to that guy both twice. Was it a stylistic thing or a cardio thing? Could have been a bo- could have been both, right? Considering he has the previous loss and could considering what we've seen for the bulk of his career, which is potential cardio. He's super athletic, but like these guys, like even the Aldos, you know, they need their pockets they need their pockets to recoup. So I think that Song, I think this could go five rounds as I was initially kind of, it was more less the pick than, does this fight go the distance or not, right? Uh, Because Song can go five rounds, and if he can go five rounds be the more impactful striker, maybe there's even an outside shot that it's not KO or bust that, at least to me, what it would seem from the surface level looking at this fight, but... Again, maybe not a Max Holloway builder, but a builder nonetheless. A guy that's been trying to focus on his volume until he ran out, r- ran into guys who were better builders, better count, or arguably better counter strikers, and Peter Yan, or OG builders who were focused on wrestling and winning round optics, like T.J. Dillashaw in the small cage. Um, small cage is definitely in play for this one, and you know that's made me pick against Sanhagen before his cage positioning. It's why I picked Dillashaw and Yan to beat him. Um, and I feel like that did play a, a decent factor. I as well I talked about the back exposures, which is why I picked Aljo and Dillashaw to beat Sanhagen. So my Sanhagen, I like Sanhagen, but when I do pick against him, it's pretty accurate. Um, you know me, man. I got love for China, I got love for uh, uh, Chinese athletes who who can finally start tipping the scales. I mean, I mean uh, commentators, especially if if, if you're listening, to, if anyone's listening to this on off chance, I know you may. You, I'm lucky enough to where you read my articles, Uh, I don't blame you for not listening to this, but if you are, can we balance out the explosive thing? You know, I hate saying explosive because it feels like borderline racist where it's just like, you know, we're just talking about a certain race uh, all the time as being explosive and not really talking about their skills as an athlete or as a player, which is a problem. Um, You know, the opposite for us Asians, we always get, no matter how good we are, we're always, he's so unassuming. Oh, he's so unassuming. Oh, Yep, he's unassuming though you know, he's unassuming, uh, with a guy like Song Yedong, he's the perfect guy, can we please balance the scale, I want to hear some explosive, like, I put explosive athlete, you know, we don't get, um, we barely get athlete, much less explosive, even when we are explosive athletes, um, so, you know, let's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of that, uh, it's kind of that un- unspoken, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm not. definitely not trying to add to the the, the uh, you know calling everything racist or everything's racist these days. This is something I've been saying since I was a kid. It's just something I noticed, You know, why did we always say we're going up to the Hamptons and down to Compton? Why can't we say we're going up to Compton and down to the Hamptons? It like it gets that finite, folks. It's, 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 it's this funny. It's this class race kind of thing that's almost built into the language, and you see you see that in sports commentary. So. Call the Chinese guy explosive, man. Give the Asians the explosive love, baby. We deserve it. We deserve it. All right. Uh, Rant, rant, rant done. JP Ford. uh, My my guy. How goes training? Exciting to compete? Yes, yes. I'll I'll answer more of that later, but it's good to see you, JP Ford. Um, And back to Alvin uh, Yakutori's quote. The training is definitely giving me appreciation for um, what these fighters go through. Uh, Ghost Phantom says... Uh, Can song cage cut and punch the body with the left hook? Uh, And can song take advantage of hitting during a stance switch? That's definitely gonna be I think I think he can Uh, the body is gonna be more of a question as far as taking advantage of Hitting during a stance switch. that is something that song has excellent uh, with not just athleticism When you actually want to talk about the skill because again, I'm not gonna commit the crime on my Chinese brother that the commentators commit. On my black brothers and sisters, which is not talk about the skill and song athleticism. What it really is, it's really a superb and impeccable proprioception. He has excellent eyes and exchanges so he can both spot things and put the ball on the target. Which is even more important, you know? Like uh, Alex Padeja has incredible proprioception. Someone was talking about the gloves, about it not, it not helping um, Izzy uh in this and the bigger gloves not helping izzy helping more Pajeda, and i would agree with that off-surface surface surface look i haven't broken that down fight down yet but there's a clip just today for example uh, talking about what proprioception is and how certain athletes have it and why surprise surprise athletes with good proprioception aren't too bad in the counter and spotting opportunities you see Alex Pajeda with his bow and arrow he's already a badass with and is already my favorite long shot gif of him shooting the bow and arrow. But he's uh, dribbling the soccer ball, and he pops the soccer ball up, and he catches the soccer ball with the arrow on the way down. That is pure proprioception. That is not just being able to commit the athletic moves of both kicking the ball and shooting the arrow, but being able to place him and shoot on a, on fire on a moving target ac- accurately. Um Working with multiple parts of your body and another uh, that's moving, uh, and trying to target a target that is moving—I mean, proprioception at its finest. Um, song has it in spades, folks. If he's able to become the first person to stop Sanhagen, um, we shouldn't be surprised. Uh, and. If you're like me and are still leaning with Sanhagen, and Sanhagen spoiler alert, inside the distance. That's right, he's got the point loaded. Bam, 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 three, four, five. Uh, if you're doing, if you're doing, if you're doing that typical move, I know. Surprise, surprise! Dan Tom's going with the more proven guy. The, he's going with the with the builder who has to survive early to to come on late. Uh, of course, you know. Again, I don't always go with this, folks. In fact, I've gone against it quite a lot lately, which is why I bring up that dynamic. But at the same time. I can still call out my biases. In fact, it's healthy for us all to call ourselves out, especially our biases if we're trying to be critical and like get something done meaningfully, uh, even if it's something silly like picking a fight. Um, but yeah, I am going to go with Sanhagen. But yeah, I don't I don't fault anybody taking the shot on Song. Um, and again, if you think Sanhagen gets it done inside the distance, maybe you bet according to that, as far as Unders' fight doesn't go the distance, although that plus 120 looked pretty sweet on Sanhagen decision because... Um, I do think he can uh, get it, but the thing is, the small cage, right? Okay. Well, the back exposure with Dillashaw, um, again with with Yan, uh, cage positioning, it's 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 still it's still it's still a factor. I mean, it's still a factor that could serve Yadong well, especially if he hits the body and cuts the cage, like my guy goes Phantom in the chat. Shouts to him, good analyst there. Said right, uh, but. The thing is, he's not going to have the wrestling like Dillashaw. He's not going to have the building instincts that we've seen yet, and the cardio is certainly, at least so far as we've seen, to be a struggle. Although it is improving, we're now in a five-round fight. I don't know if those later rounds and the and the cage positioning um, start having those uh, dividends pay as it would in those other stylistic fights. Furthermore, Song, even though he can take a back, and he actually has really good grounded pound, um, serviceable wrestling. That athleticism definitely translates to his actual wrestling skills you almost think he's maybe has a sandra background or something um because uh he is just he is used to takedowns being mixed in on him with the strikes and can do it every once in a while himself um but uh the thing is again that gas tank and we'll talk about it in the co main event i think it's going to make song tire um if he does that you know you look at the the amount of grappling um and uh and and, and stuff i think that i think that'll that'll tire him uh, I think he's not gonna. I think he's gonna be wanting to manage his output in general, just because it's his first five round fight. Um, times that by two at least, because he's had past cardio issues in the past that he's acknowledged and admitted. Uh, and then you're gonna have a volume guy, and if you know, and I remember people were criticizing Sanhagen for shooting takedowns. He's he's in his defense. He's mixing takedowns before that Yan fight um, that that people were criticizing him for. And I actually think that that move serves him well. In this fight, because again, even if he's not getting it on um, Song, who can be taking down, though, in Song's defense, it's usually his takedowns, someone's timing him perfectly, coming forward, throwing a kick, throwing a power shot, and they're ducking under. It's like a perfect timing deal. Generally, Song has really good, again, proprioception eyes. He spots, he hooks, he shovels under hooks to defend takedowns. But even if Sanhagen fails and he does get shucked and and sprawled on, he's going to be making Song work, and I don't think Song is going to be able to submit um, BJJ Brown Belt Sanhagen um, I know Song's been getting better, so we have to leave room to account for that. But let's not forget, Sanhagen is also young, and Sanhagen's very smart as well. So, not only is he also in the window to make improvements, we have not seen him in about a year, folks, but he's been specifically trying to make improvements to parts of his game. You know, again, take what fighters say for a grain of salt, but he is saying exactly what you want to hear. He's working on shoring up the holes. Uh, in his game, which is, you know, going to be stuff that he's going to need to shore up against a guy like Song. So, basically, I think this is more like a uh, Holloway-Aldo, its own version of it. And um, I think that not only does the small cage, like I was rounding the point on, doesn't stylistically favor uh, Song as much, not saying that it doesn't as much as Jan and Dillashaw as it did, and the reason why, back to why I think that this fight is not going to decision is because of that small cage. Because, in fact, I think that the small cage, which is no surprise, this is something that backed up by both statistics and common sense, it encourages more action. So whether it's Song with his hand raised or Sanhagen, um, I just think it's going to encourage too much. It's going to be either Sanhagen going too much into the power shots where it eventually does him in, or he survives that storm uh Song gasses himself up trying to keep up with the pace, slash maybe hurting Sanhagen in an early round thinking he's going to get him out of there and doesn't. Now he's really at a deficit, and Sanhagen recovers and builds his way back in. Um, I think it's going to be something like that, and it's just going to be too much scrambles. It's going to encourage too much grappling, too much action, too much striking, too much exchanging. Um, Let's see what fight to not go the distances. I only sprinkled on, yes, my three shots. Point 17, you load the clip, round three, four, five, Sanhagen. Uh, but let's see, fights to go over, over one and a half minus 165. Fight goes to under one and a half plus 127. That's plus money if you want to use that under. You still get plus money, the fight doesn't go to decision. But again, now you're at that point kind of really invested, possibly, right? Maybe that's plus money, maybe. I use that for around I don't want I don't know I don't want heavy investment. I want to enjoy my night and just maybe you know catch a bonus like the UFC San Diego. Where the only plays I had was uh, Chito Ivera, uh you know, 345 and that that closed out a really nice night in, in San Diego. So that's where I'm going. Uh going to look at the chat for any more San Hagen song questions and push on. Um Let's see. Do you feel... uh, My man goes phantom. Do you feel like Sanhagen will pick Song apart uh, in the middle of the cage? Song has a chance if he puts Sanhagen towards the cage where his only ways are left and right. I mean, yeah, the cage crowd is going to be huge. I'll be curious on that. Um, I know Team Alpha Male more on the outside, staging their stuff from the outside, whether you're looking at old school Faber, Josh Emmett, um, more more active fighters, right? But they smartly um, did a lot... I don't know if they have some kind of gym deal, but do a lot of cross training with CSA, um, who's uh, got uh, what's his name there? Uh, I think uh, Connor Rebush does um, scouting for, for for this coach as well. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, Fitz 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 Simmons or Fitzgibbons or something like that. Um, but yeah, so they're uh, you know you've seen uh, striking improvements from from a lot of their guys too, uh, especially like boxing, like Feely, right? Uh, song, so. Um, We'll see. Hopefully, there's footwork there because if it was old school Team Alpha Male traditional, uh, I wouldn't count on it. Uh, count on the themes, but they're absolutely crucial themes. And uh, T- T- Tam Team Alpha Male, to their credit, has gotten a lot better. It really—I um, don't want to say outsourcing, but that from the from the outside, outside perspective here, I never trained there, folks. Just keep same from what I, I see on the outside and from the results in the cage. Uh, Channel DX Yadong has the better footwork and can get inside. But Corey is rangy and tricky to deal with. Yeah, different styles of footwork, for sure. Just because Corey, again, just because uh, one guy moves better or more, more flashier doesn't make him the better footwork fighter. And that doesn't mean that other, or, or at least, the very least doesn't mean that the other fighter's footwork is bad or poor. Right? We saw a lot of that with the, the Tai Tuivastas or Gan. Tai still was waiting for his things to counter, leg kicking and counters. Right? You know, so it, it, it's... We got to see what they choose here. But that's a great point to bring up. Oh, Dan Mack, you can make the entire main event. That's what she said buffet for insert Michael Scott jokes. Yeah, I'll leave that to everybody else, man. Uh, it's, uh, you know, not just my not just my love uh, for, uh, you know, even though I'm not, not picking the Chinese fighter. Not just my love for the Chinese fighter side, but no, you know me. I'm, I'm a hipster. As you can see, I'm a hipster motherfucker. So if everybody's making the joke, I'm like, eh. Yeah. They really need me to make the joke, right? Just like with the, uh... With the, with the chumshot, uh... uh, Jemaev, you know, it's, uh... Everybody's just lining up, even after this guy ruins an event, you know, I gotta hear all my media colleagues still going, you know, making excuses for him, like, come on, man, like, let the promotion do that stuff, like, I don't know, like, you know, and then the the fans are all just still lining up, like, like, you know, everyone's lining up to, to give this guy a handy, like, do I really need to be in line? You know, and of course, you know, Get gets what are you going to hate, what are going to what are you going fucking... to talk shit to undefeated fighters, Dan? I-, I just, not talking shit, I just, I'm asking, do I have to get on my knees and suck the- can I just move on with my day? Can I? Um, anyways, uh, Zao Chiu, how good a- of a campus Team Alpha Male? Um, you know, hey man, they're, 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 they churning him out, um, you know, I, I, I've i seen some that, you know, I, I didn't feel were ready. But, again, this is a weird era of fights as far as, like, contender series. And that's contender series. And this is kind of a weird era where maybe it was short notice. Who knows? Um, I, I'm sure Uriah Faber is doing really well. You know, it's a very profitable camp, I'm sure. Um, is it a good camp? Yeah, I mean, obviously it is. I'm not going to say that it's not, uh, of course. I'm not going to be disrespectful. Um, I was just citing their improvements, so yeah, they're an improvement camp, a name camp, and uh, I think improving is the key word. I like seeing them outsource and, and get more influences like that, you know? Um, I like that attitude, you know, um, of, of expansion as far as that goes. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, the rest of these are I'm gonna to get to you guys on the Hickman and the Zhang Wei Li comments. I wanna get through this breakdown and we'll pick up on uh non breakdown questions at the end. Cheating Ninja Kwani minus one twenty-five. Hobocop, baby. Gregory Audrey is hobo cop. Mm-hmm. He's got some robotic parts and no one can stop him. Um yeah, man. He's just got a piston uh Multiple Pistons, you know this guy everything he jab hurts, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean uh, You guys know I'm a big fan of hobo cop here. What did, what did he open up as? hobo cop opened as the dog, okay, that makes sense and uh, Chitty open as minus 145 and now we got Chitty minus 125 hobo cop plus 105 money coming in on hobo cop, huh? Um, that's where I was initially looking, you know. I was like, oh, maybe we get a cheeky hobo cop by decision. I know people were thinking submission. I know better than to blindly uh, believe in hobo cops, uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu uh, capabilities, you know. We know that the. Uh we know that the uh, the the the, the, uh, the cop and the VJJ connection is strong, but Hobo Cop likes using his guns, baby. He is a he, he is a cop at heart because he loves he loves getting in the firefights. <laughs> he just gets in, and you're just like shoot, shoot, you know. He's in a, against a pure kickboxer, an Armin Petrosian. He waits to the 10 minute, like the seven to 10 minute mark, before he starts looking for takedowns. Um, and Again, back to what I was saying about Song. uh, Who, by the way, Song started in. in, Well, he started the Shaolin Temple, baby. He he went there like seven years after, or like six years after my last visit to the Shaolin Temple. Uh, Me, when when, you know, before you know, older heads like me and Dan Hardy were out there. I didn't know Dan Hardy out there. I just know he was out in the same temple, the same year, the same summer as me, uh, 2002. So that would be actually seven years then, because. Song was 2009. Anyways, the guy uh, started off in MMA stuff with more uh, grappling, but uh, you know grappling is tiresome, and I wonder if that is the case with Rodriguez, Hobo Cop, because um, you know in the fights where he grappled more, uh, he definitely got uh, he got tired. Uh, Oh my, the doggies! Oh, the dogs barking. Who is the dog here? Hobo Cop's the dog. Uh oh. Um, But no. uh, But yeah, he uh, he got tired, right? So. I don't know how much we count on that whereas cheating Jaquani has shown improvements right like um there were some suspect takedowns that he was able to quickly reverse granted but it just did not look good those takedowns against Mario that Mario Souza was able to hit even a guy you know who, who's not known for his wrestling right grant again cheating immediately took him down and dominated him on the ground the whole fight so I'm really just highlighting one part but still you gotta kind of look at these things because Hobocop has good takedowns whether he's doing uchimatoss from the clinch. Uh, hip toss trips or uh, level changing doubles against the fence. Right. The thing is, even though he's fancy and he will do acrobatic stuff like that, brief scramble to uh, Sulev stretch off the back take uh, against Petrosian. At the same time, he's not exactly the type to exactly hustle to keep position, whether he's going for a submission or not. Which is seldom that'll he go for the submission. He, he he, you know, he wants certain positions. He'll he'll see what you get. He almost is a little too lax. And I wonder if that's, how much of it that is a and how much of he's afraid to, gra- uh, not afraid, like he's just scared, but you know what I mean, like he doesn't want to gas, man, because that is something to be afraid about, it is, so I'm not hating when I say that, but I think it's a little bit of column A and column B, how much, who knows, but I just think that that's the safe answer here, um, so it's hard to depend on him for grappling, but you look at his striking and it's really good. But here's where I started to turn, what I realized in a lot of the striking stuff, you know. uh, Not so much that, oh, is he like a secret glass cannon, like a, uh, does he have some Johnny Walker feels to him, which, you know. Be careful about judging a fighter that way, again, be respectful of their chances, be respectful of them. But I don't blame anybody for getting those vibes, I get it. Um, But when I went back to look at the uh, Jordan Williams fight, right? Now, uh, here here's the theme here, you know. Obtuse theme, or obtuse, not the word. on the surface level, it's like, oh, the dude has trouble against former welterweights, right? Uh, if you look at Gregory Rodriguez, you know, he, uh, uh, minus armored Petrosian, who fought at late heavyweight, obviously, you know. Um, Jordan, you know, Jor- Jordan Williams was able to rock him. You know, smaller guys have been able to rock him. I don't know if Jung Young Park used to fight at welterweight. Maybe he's just smaller, so I'm... I'm thinking about that. The guy Bruno Lopez, by the way, people compare uh, Hobocop to Jacare. It's funny because they both started their fight off with a uh, knockout loss to you know semi-notable dudes. Bruno Lopez, I believe, is still undefeated and he's fighting at LFA. Like I'm surprised, and he's like, I think he's like 80% finish rate. He only has like two decisions and he's undefeated still. I um, mean, he's down at welterweight now. After I'm sure he knocked out uh, Hobocop back in 2014 at middleweight. So I'm curious to see this guy uh, when he comes back up the scene. Jordan Williams, of course, diabetic, has trouble cutting to welterweight, but is a natural welterweight. Um, and uh, arguably beat everybody else, including Petrosian, which I'm not as hung up on. Don't worry, I'm not going to go on any rants here. That was a close fight. But yeah, um, but but the thing is, he, he he goes close. And we'll get to that fight, too, because, again, there's another thing, it's like, why do you have to watch tape, Dan? You know these fighters. It's like, yes, but A you don't know these fighters as, as good as you think. Even a guy like Chidi, who I feel like I've been watching forever, I had to go back and refresh myself and go, oh yeah, this is the stuff I was watching on Chidi. This is why I liked him and I cashed on him inside the distance, even though I was completely wrong on his Marc Andre fight. I don't know what I was smoking there. But uh, but that's why I, I cashed on him on his last fight with the with the exact method. I was watching his, his fight and, and his clinch stuff and this and that. I'm like, okay, I remember now. And then more often you have to watch it from a different perspective. Like, I've broken down that Armin Petrosian hobo cop fight a bunch of times, but watching it from this perspective, which much, was much different, because not only was it so much, okay, uh, fast guys who maybe fought at, you know, lighter weight classes, which is a, a dumb connection to make, but just a surface-level connection. We go deeper into the pie. What else is there? Left hands. Jordan Williams is a southpaw. Not a lot of southpaws on his record. Maybe it's just a southpaw thing. Cheaty will go southpaw. But when I watched the other fights, like... Uh, even from Todorovic and Jung Young Park, left hands were the things that were hurting him the most in those fights too, and he won those fights. Even Armin Petrosian, who mainly got up on kicks, point-wise with leg kicks, and as far as major damage, it was the that body kick where he hits guys with the knee he tends to hit them right. Um, which you know probably should have saw it coming because you know watching footage up to the Petrosian fight, you see Hobo Cop dipping, kind of overly dipping, and you're like, this guy's just asking to, to get eat a head kick. So that so that shot that he ate from Petrosian you know, uh, he was almost asking for that, and it's something to keep in mind here uh, as well. But but what Petrosian hit him with, though, was a checking left hook that he didn't see. That was one of his best punches that Petrosian lands on him in the fight. So again, what's the other connection here? Left hands, whether they're from southpaw, whether they're from orthodox. But not just left hands, um, checking left hands off the counter, and the ones that weren't off the counter were offensive left hands, but what was the common thread with those? Whether it was Dusko's best shots, Jung Young Park's best shots, fights that even Hobo Cop One, they were a lot of them were later in the round, sure, but a lot of them came off timing changes. And something I really love about Chidi's game is that he doesn't just switch stances, but he throws a lot of timing changes. He plays, he, he plays with the the front kick from Southpaw, which is just so huge. It's just such such, such a big weapon that we're seeing. You know, Dimitri is setting up this uh, something that I I don't want to get into it because I'm I'm really messing with it with my game. But um, one of the one of the many weapons from that is that he'll feint the front kick from southpaw, and throw that counterbalancing um, punch off the same same shot. This is actually a perfect segue to uh, pay condolences to Elias Theodoro. Um, Elias Theodoru would get mistaken for having a background of mixed martial arts tradition, maybe even coming from traditional. Uh, styling, because A, he caught on very fast, which was another amazing thing about Elias' story. He walked into an MMA gym in his 20s. He started late in life. Um, but B, he did things that, like, only traditional martial artists would do. Some real or, or like, you know, real slick like Muay Thai guys like uh, Chitty will do. And real um, slick timing changes off it. We can get so robotic, especially with more American slash MMA, North American slash MMA centric kickboxing Muay Thai, where it's jab, cross, hook, left, right, left, you know, it's very, it can it can get robotic, depending on how you're doing it, and how you're applying it, of course, not hating on the arts, obviously, but just how it can be applied, especially stereotypically, not always, stereotypically in certain regions, um, but Chidi does something that another middleweight, Elias Theodore, rest in peace, is fucking awful, I didn't, I didn't even know the guy, so I'm not going to pretend, but it would, it, it it, it made me feel like... And I feel bad even saying it because I have no right to. I wasn't friends or close with the guy, but, like, that made me feel fucking all sorts of it, dude. Guy's so young and just... You know, a lot of young people die and it shouldn't matter if you're good looking or popular or any of those things, but this is just... Yeah, just good dude. Anyways. Um, Elias would do this, too, where you kick and... It's, co- it's counterbalancing is what you're doing. And to counterbalance the kick coming down, you can throw a punch off the same side. Now, you can argue that it doesn't have the same power but using it in a counterbalancing motion and hitting in the right spot pinpoint accuracy placement all that stuff you actually can stun someone with it you're also catching them off guard which is a huge point of it too um, and Chidi does that a lot he also does a lot of whether he's shifting the southpaw or shifting to orthodox from southpaw on the retreat uh, stuff that like real advanced strikers will do um, Sanhagen's been playing with this a lot Adesanya does it uh, but uh Chidi just really attaches some wicked real unique timing even to those guys um checks particularly with his left that are just you know whether he's counterbalancing his offense with the kick or he's checking with the left he's is just there's just they're so quick and i feel like that's gonna hit rodriguez here um i uh i i came in looking to bet Rodriguez uh having a haven't you know you know Having a feelin', I got a feeling The hobo cop's gonna get a decision, do the helicopter in the middle of the ring, maybe not that, but you know what I'm saying, like that was how I was like coming into this fight, you know, I'm probably just drunk off my hobo cop love, like whoa, what do we, what do we got here, breaking down the tape, I, th- there are things that you gotta remind yourself is why you have to watch the tape, because A, you don't think you know the fighter as well, B, you don't know them in the context, and C, which is the best, now it doesn't always happen, and it doesn't mean you're right, of course, of course, but see, sometimes things pop up organically that you never saw before, right? And for me, it, it is obviously this checking left hand that I can see all day. So I actually am gonna side with Cheedy. Um, I don't know if we'll get him to plus money. So what I did, because again, there's just so many ways that this fight can go. Hobo Cop could knock him out. Hobo Cop could submit him. Hobo Cop could win by decision. You're getting plus money on the guy who can win by more more methods. I don't blame anybody. Uh, Plus money on the better grappler in the small cage. Plus money on the guy, you know, who may not be the more experienced overall MMA fighter, but uh, maybe has slightly more UFC uh, rounds and time experience. However you want to justify your shot, believe me, I'm not hating on it, which is why I I want to be careful my exposure of this. Um, But I actually played Rodriguez by KO. It opened at like plus 300 to plus 250. Uh, I, unfortunately, late Larry over here, uh, left hook Larry, there's late Larry, you know, uh, just trying to, you know, get what I can and not get any Coney Island Whitefishes stuck to the bottom of my shoe because I showed up late to the to the gangbang, uh, but, uh, yeah, I took a little plus 2, 210, and I put a uh, three-quarter unit, .75 unit on Ninja Kiwani by KO, because I think that's how he wins. Uh, when it goes to the decision, he wins more time than not, but, again... Similar to my the way I see the small cage uh, encouraging this matchup to the main event is I don't know how much of the style because, again, HoboCop, even if he wins by submission, I don't know if it's going to be because he's going to be going Khabib out here. And if he does, he's going to be gambling because if he doesn't get it, um, Ninja Kiwani uh, is going to be real live for KOs in round two or three for sure then at that point because um, he's going to have to have done all the time uh, grappling, and that will actually take more out of Rodriguez, I, I think, than, than, than Chidi. Uh, even if Rodriguez is the one dictating and doing the offense. Um, so, yeah, uh, I played a three-quarter unit, um, that for a KO for 150 to hopefully cover the other props that I sprinkled for the same amount. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. And I'm looking at, even though it's super, char- I wish it was under minus 250. Right now it's minus 260. But essentially I wouldn't pick something this high and neither should you for your round robins But I like getting one chalky thing to anchor if I have like three other plus things That way even like a you know, let's just say a minus 250 Paired with some plus thing, even if it's something that plus 100, so, you know, you still get you can still squeeze some money out of it, You know and whatnot um, So I don't know if I want to go that chalky but uh, I've got two legs that uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm po- positive that I'm using a third leg that I'm leaning toward that, that are all plus money. And in that case, you know me how I like to do my round robins. I like four legs for six two te- for six two teamers at 0.17 unit load those clips. Um, and I like to have one super chalky like doesn't go the distance and they're anchoring some, uh, some plus some plus methods that I feel feel strong about. Um, so we'll see, but even that, cause it's like, well, what if it does go to decision? Cause both these guys can go to decision, you know what I'm saying? I, but again, I think the small cage encourages action as it should. Um, so, uh, yeah, give me a uh, Ninja Kiwani, excuse me by KO. Um, all right, let's see. All right, here we go. This is what the name CSA has Kieran Fitzgibbons. That's who I was trying to t- uh mention great great job ghost phantom uh follow my man there um brad tashik brad tashik hobo cops conditioning got all messed up and now all he wants to do is pull the trigger too much police training oh my god He's, he wants to get in those firefights see see folks i'm not i'm not the only one and and, and you know and I, I gotta listen to the mma analysis podcast i haven't but like when you're when you're packing the kind of gun that I imagine, the kind of piece that I imagine Robo RoboCop is, you know, can you blame the guy for wanting to just you know walk in and fucking do Shooter McGavin's wherever he goes? I mean, I would, uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a great point. So um, it's a little too chalky, but uh, I definitely think um the chances are this one's not going to see the final bell, regardless of what side you were on if that helps you fortify or plan your plays. All right, uh, I did not do tape study. I did very light study, if anything at all, of all of the rest of these fights, okay, folks? So forgive me. I'm trying to train for a fight here. We got ADCC. It's a bunch of crazy stuff. I almost just wanted to, like, call it in this week, which I'm sure you guys wouldn't, wouldn't uh, bother. But it was actually a decent card. And, um, you know, there's some spots here that I think, you know, aren't too crazy where... I was just giving us all the reasons on why tape study is important. Well, there's some fights where you know I've I may have already played without playing some tape study, which is not like me. I'm not saying you should do it, but again, it's not good. It's not something you should do. It's not something I normally do. But again, folks, I'm very honest and transparent uh, to a fault. Honest and transparent. So, I'm gonna tell you what I what I did, why, and what I didn't do. Uh, you know, maybe why. Um, Andre Feely. Not Andre Filaho. Andre Feely. Fili. Fialho, Filaho. baby. Speaking of shooting McGavin, Filho right in there like shooting McGavin. Um, Andre Feely minus 125. What did he open at? He opened at plus 140, so money came in on Feely. I don't blame that. I probably would have jumped in on that because I'm, I'm picking Feely here against Bill Algio plus 105. Um, Feely worries me because, you know, I don't like the play into the chin narrative. Andre Brito is a hoss and he just happened to catch him, you know that could be one of those just really unfortunate that was just really unfortunate I hate that's the exact kind of spots I hate as far as just matchmaking you know a guy trying to make his last run who's been busting his ass had some tough breaks and you give him an athletic cheater off the contender series who shouldn't even be in the same room with him nothing against Brito or his ceiling I'm just saying as far as from an meritocracy standpoint you know a paying your due standpoint I think we can respect that that's not saying anything crazy that's not a slight uh but again, just a, a shitty matchmaking. It today, I know, I know, Dan. You're not doing yourself any favors, cri- always critiquing card formats, and uh, the the mat- UFC matchmakers matchmaking. But I mean, come on, guys. I mean, we saw last week. Like, seriously, we 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 only got the good fights after the crazy fuck up with, with, with cum shot. That's when we get the good fights. Uh, that, that one, that one card where it was like a record amount of pullouts. Then we finally got a, a fight card for the first time since fucking Obama was president. It feels like that we got like uh, a, a lightweight to open up a main card. It was like, we only get that now after like fucking injuries. Like that's why I, Oh, I hated looking at the topology uh, format earlier this week, where it was like five fight main card, and it opened in the lightweight uh, division, and the next fight was in the featherweight division. I'm like, that's not going to last. I'm like, oh, what a snap shop into Pepperidge Farm, remember? It was back when cards made sense. I know Joe Silva was a was a ruthless, diminutive man, but... But let's be honest. He knew how to he knew how to format a fight card. You put those heavyweight fights in the dark matches. I mean, Bozer. I I love, I love me some Tanner Bozer. Don't worry, you're gonna get that in your head. I love me some Tanner Bozer. But let's be honest. That's a fucking dark match. And we got Feely, Algio. That's what's gonna you know uh, kick off the card. And you should have you know Jackson Sabatini leading in if anything, or vice versa. Anyways, Jesus. Um. Yeah. Aljo, uh, Feely, I think um, Feely's going to oddly enough be the better wrestler um, he's got the underrated double leg but Aljo super scrambly so I don't know what, if it's going to lead to much there uh, besides them scrambling um, I like Feely's uh, striking but again, there's the chin narrative there's, you know, I just listened to an interview and he was just talking about movies and doing movies and being in a band and like all these things that weren't fighting which kind of worry me too at this point of his career it's like, well, if the chin's... Maybe maybe we don't play into that... Is the chin knowing... Is the chin going narrative? But what about the interest? Where's his interest in focus? Where's that going, right? Um, so I got to look into this fight and refresh it a little more. I didn't tape it, but I'm leaning toward Feely. Of course, this, this is probably one, just in case, you should definitely check the... Uh, you should definitely check the... Uh, Quick Picks and Prognostications article that I do. But yeah, I get it. You know, since Shaman Mariah... Shaman, come on, Shaman. He's only got a, a split decision, you know. I know he got the, the eye poke against Daniel Pineda. He was piecing him up, looking great that fight. And then gets caught by Anderson, yeah, Joe Anderson-Brito. So I think, you know, people were taking advantage of a, a very by-low spot for Feely. So, yeah, I don't blame anybody playing Feely there. I mean, you could probably justify a play for him one, plus 125, but I like Bill Aljo, so I won't quite say that. Burns was on short notice, was planning for 135. Oh, I remember that. We tried to get to round three, didn't we? We almost got there. Um... Yeah, and then uh, he beat Joe Anderson Brito by decision, but you can't do that MMA math. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a close fight. I don't and it's not one that I, I really wanna play, but I, I'm I'm leaning toward Feely. Uh, next fight. Um we got uh Joe Pyfer minus four sixty, Alan Amadovsky, plus plus three seventy. I thought this was gonna blow up. I'm actually surprised it didn't blow up earlier in the week. Maybe everybody's so freaking burnt out like like we all are from having a Recollect and re-scramble and reshuffle from a pay-per-view week, week because the UFC never stops. Dan, there is a weekend. A- there is actually a week off just the other week. When you never get weeks off, it doesn't feel that way, folks. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just so backlogged. And again, not to fucking ring that bell, but I'm sorry, folks. When you know, uh, when you get ready for something important, where you can get your fucking ass kicked in front of everybody in your fucking underwear. Yeah, it kind of takes the forefront of your mind. And yes. Trying to cover this fucking sport and participating in it is really hard. Trying to participate in it is hard and crazy enough as it is. Okay, let's be honest here. So, Uh, Yeah, I I don't know why I'm going on that tangent. No one's arguing with you. Who are you arguing with? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was like, Joe Pfeiffer by KO, but it's going to be out bet by the time I get to it. Sure enough, Joe Pfeiffer by KO is chalked up. Um, I actually took Joe Pfeiffer round one at plus 105, three-quarter unit. Uh, Alan Amadovsky is, for people accusing me of my extreme couture biases he's training at extreme couture he's been training at extreme couture i don't know how much it helped him against uh you know uh what do you call it? ugly man joe uh what's his name in his last fight but he's kept training here and training with good people um you know so i definitely am not hating on alan Amadowski, but he's a guy who you know i i was let's just say i was able to spot some not that he was like even his crazy favorites any point of his career but i think people saw the name and assumed he was like some russian cat or whatever and uh he was a uh, you know uh uh what do you call god damn it next to italy because he trained in italy um not moldovan um uh, i just that's the only word i know in their language and that's a bad word sorry um fuck is i'm sorry folks I'm, i'll find it here in a second macedonian he's macedonian macedonia yep macedonian um, yeah, so I'll be happy for the dude, not hating on him, man, you know, he trains in my backyard, of course, uh, you know, got love for him there in that sense, trains with good people, but that doesn't mean everything, folks, and, uh, Piper trains and has fought good grapplers, uh, or decent grapplers as well, uh, and that's why he, a lot are the reasons for a lot of his round two finishes, um, whether the storm finishes him around two, uh, but, uh, Overall, he has four winded finishes in round two. If you include his amateur career, Joe Pfeiffer has eight finishes in round one. So the majority double the amount in round one. Of course, majority of Amadovsky's losses when he stopped are all in round one. So um, that is what I played. That will be in uh, in the round robin if it stays at plus money. Um, and, And maybe, you know... If I find something better and it goes to chalk, then maybe not. But, uh, yeah, if it stays where it is, it's not a sexy one at plus 105 or plus 110. But I will uh, probably put it in my uh, round robin. Um, All right, next fight. I didn't date that one either, but it's safe to say I'll probably be on the Piper side of my Quick Picks article. You can't have a heavyweight. uh, You can't have a main car without heavyweights. People are going to think I'd like... Racist against middleweights and heavyweights, and I'm actually like friends and have done podcasts with like UFC heavyweights and middleweights, which is funny. So I'm definitely not trying to shit there. So you know, if any of my (laughs) any of those guys are watching, or read my articles, it's not not hating on you guys or your divisions. I just it's more just shitting on the card formatting. It's they're not not doing you guys favors. You know, you know, you know, you guys are you guys are great, but we we gotta spread you out. You know, we can't just put them all in a row. You know, you're gonna the one the ones in the middle are gonna disappear, right? We gotta we gotta spread you out, you know, and go ooh plus size, right? We gotta we gotta, we gotta uh, spread it out a little bit. Um, damn, what the fuck are you even talking about, Dan? Uh, <laughs> Tanner Bozier, the IFL's own. Yeah, he's not, he didn't compete for the IFL. He just looks and sounds like it just sounds like a name, Tanner Bozier, like IFL Anacondas. Tanner Bozier for the IFL Anacondas minus 170. Rodrigo Nascimento plus 145 small cage bigger man grapplers Nascimento for those wanting to take the dog shot I will be going probably with bozer again Double-check on my main card quick picks articles, but I I, I can see why money is coming in on Nascimento. I'll go with bozer Um, Maybe look for round three. He doesn't want the judges to get involved and Nascimento I imagine if he uh, even if he's in better shape he could tire himself out, selling out, and he doesn't get the sub in round one and sells out for it. Or doesn't go for it as hard and then doesn't have enough energy to meaningfully pursue it and then just falls apart down the stretch. Uh, It feels like a Bozer decision, but he's, you know, again, take fighter, interviews with a grain of salt, but he is adamant in his interviews to not go to the judges. And it is the smaller cage. So, um, yeah, I'll say Bozer by knockout uh, round late round two, early round three. Uh, I'll look closer um, to that one to see uh, where I, I stand on it as far as a method. And maybe even the pick altogether, though, I'll, it's probably a safe bet. I'll, I'll, when you uh, click on my, which hopefully you do, main card, quick picks, and prognostications article on MMA Junkie, fight day, Saturday morning, uh, you'll probably see Bozer pick there. Um, Anthony, Fluffy Hernandez, minus 175, Mark Andre Barrio, Barrio, uh, Fluffy open at minus 150, so money's coming in on him. Uh, I guess it's his pacing and durability against Barry U. Uh, B- Mark Andre has been uh, well rounding his game there. I believe he's still down at Sanford. Gonna look into this one a little closer. I do like me some Mark Andre. Um, you know, durable grinder. But uh, yeah, I I don't blame uh people uh backing Fluffy here. Um, I'm leaning toward Fluffy. You'll probably see him as my pick. Uh, I don't even want to put my my, my foot in my mouth to see uh, how it's uh, how it's gonna get done. What was Fluffy's uh, last fight here? Again, clearly, clearly studied these fights beforehand, like I told you, folks. Oh uh, yeah, Josh Fremd, who I recently watched against Hobocop, Cop, um, beat him by uh, decision, putting that putting that pace. Of course, he uh, killed Jiu Jitsu Vieira before then. Small Cage, yeah, um, Small Cage not been as good to Barrio. Uh, at least for his last loss. I know he beat Dolce. I believe the fight before that. Yeah I'll, I'll lean Hernandez there check to see how and to confirm that on my main card quick picks and prognostications article Next fight, you know, I'm definitely gonna be looking into this one My guy Patty Sabs Patty Sabatini minus 175 Damon Jackson plus 150. I think money's been coming in on Jackson opened a little wider and I don't blame it because it is kind of a weird fight um, i got to look into this a little closer, but Damon Jackson has quietly been improving. Typically does not get beat by these guys. Um, but Sabatini is just a, really a solid uh, overall guy. Um, still doesn't look quite comfortable on the feet. I think he knows that. Um, so maybe this is a good matchup for him, even though Damon Jackson is a willing striker. Um, he can hurt people, so he can't be underestimated there. But you see him even against like short-notice guys... Maybe perhaps that's why with like Daniel Argeta, he can still get he still get tagged up even, you know, his more advanced age. Which you know, I'm a big fan of experience, but you know, uh, for the striking, if it's you know only coming along, you know, he's made improvements, but I'm not sure how much more improvements. I guess what I'm trying to say we can expect to see at this point. Um, it's a long fighter, which you know uh, hasn't necessarily. Troubled Sabatini. He's uh, gotten stoppages both by knockout and by uh, submission against taller guys on the regionals and in the UFC. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to get Jackson out of there. In fact, I'm actually going to look what the price is by Pat Sabatini um, by sub. And if that's where my analysis ends up and if the price is decent, I may both sprinkle on it and throw it into the... um, into the round robin. Now, only three decisions... three uh, Only three times has Damon Jackson been in decision, and he's won all three. So hopefully they put a decent number by that because generally Jackson is a, uh, is a do-or-die fighter. Um, uh, Sabatini doesn't seem like he's really going to gas. I know Com- uh, Kamuela Kirk uh, kind of had those issues. Uh, Argetta, you think, would have had those issues because he was lighter and taking it on short notice. And despite looking like I believe off memory i could be talking out of my ass here despite looking like he was going to get finished at a certain point i believe he staged somewhat of a comeback or something and or at the very least jackson started tiring trying to finish him which can happen as well i mean hence the do or die fighter right um charles rosa who can kind of go decision with everybody hard to put too much into that um but yeah i'm, I'm curious of what that decision line is let's see what uh the odds are favoring it to go and uh, I'm, I'm trying not to commit to anything until i uh Do some uh, tape uh, refresher. Um, It's definitely favored to go over. Um, Let's see. Fight goes to decision. Minus 200. Yeah, wow. Okay, so it's favored to go to decision. Um, But again, uh, Damon Jackson has never lost a decision in his 25 fight, 27 fight career. uh, As a pro. Whereas Sabs has been to decision seven times in 19 fights. Won five, lost... Two of them. I believe one of them was a split decision, which you could have made an argument, and that was a a decent regional guy, uh, more than decent regional guy, uh, Jose uh, Mariscal. Uh, And then, of course, Robert Watley, who is a southpaw, um, who is a southpaw and likes to strike and has some underrated wins against Tiago Moises and other guys, by the way. Robert Watley. That's who Patty Sabs, Sabatini lost. That was up at 155 as well. By the way, folks. So those are the two decisions he's lost. Every other decision, Pat Sabatini's won. This fight is favored to go to decision. And Sabatini uh, inside plus 250. Sabatini wins by decision plus 130. What did you open at, motherfucker? What did you open at? What did I miss? Did it opened at plus 225. Let's see. No, it opened at plus 125. So that's where it's at. Uh, Again, yeah, not big chalk. Uh, but, uh, I may put that, um, in a round Robin, um, if not play it outright. Um, uh, Pat Sabs. I got to see where my analysis lines up folks. It may not, uh, that's where I'm, that's where I'm leaning, but that, that just seems like a tough vet test, hard guy to put away. It's going to be some scary moments. Uh, he might actually be able to hurt him on the feet. Um, Jackson, uh, that actually be my, my, my more worry than him getting a sub is either knocking Jackson out because Pat Sabatini, you know, He's actually got, like, accurate spin kicks and things like that and has hit guys with head kicks before. I think he's got, like, a black belt from, like, in, like Sudo, probably when he was a kid and grew up doing it or something. But, like, he he can strike, but you can tell he's much more confident. He's more just, like, grind set, you know, on the ground, which is the kind of guys I love to bet on too, though. So, um, knockout or club and sub could be on the table for Pat, you know, but I just think it's more likely it goes to the decision here. So I'll be looking to play that, probably put that in a round robin. Um Alright Hey my guy Jerry Harper Finally catching one of these kind of live And working watching my guy Jerry Harper I know he plays a round robin And he was doing well when I couldn't And I was giving you guys what to do So shouts to the guys like Jerry is of the world Out there um, Brad Tashuk Under 2.5 plus 205 here Immediately caught my eye I've seen way too many uh, White leech fights to pass that up which fight you talking about there, Brad? I'm sorry I didn't check this uh enough uh white leech. Oh, that's a uh, oh, white leech. <laughs> did did uh, that's Jackson and Sabatini. I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. Let me see. Under You're getting a plus a nice plus number on that and um either Sabatini um, you know, fucks up and loses to the vet and he gets his, you know, maybe a, a, you know, some kind of you know, gives his neck or something, right? Because he's going to be giving his neck to, to, to Leach. So there'll be a lot of those close calls. Like, is it, is it in? Is it in? Oh, he's out. And there'll be those scares, right? Like, there's going to be those scares. And then Sabatini, I don't, again, I think he's, I still think it's going to be hard to sub Jackson outright. Um, but he can't hurt Jackson. Jackson's hurtable. And Sabatini, even though he doesn't look confident in his striking, he's hurt guys multiple times and even finished guys with strikes throughout his career. So he's got the skills. So I'm not hating on that play, but I'm still going to be looking, um, for some Sabatini, um, decision if my analysis goes there i'll I'll still probably end up taking that even though uh you know again who knows maybe i end up on the other side and and that under then looks really nice if i end up on the other side and think there's a finish then that under is great coverage so yeah more power to you um all right let's go to let's work our way down this aspen lad minus 130 she's favored she opened as the dog, and money came in. Is everyone like, uh, everybody listen to Brad's podcast? And they're like, they they took the um the the uh, no offense, mom quit McMahon name too seriously because I actually like McMahon here. Uh, I like the mamas uh, minus one eighty. Yeah, I think that I think that opened right. Does someone know something we don't know about? What the that shifted fast and stayed that way. I'm gonna look a little closer into this one. Maybe do some uh, social media studying. See what. See if uh some posts are a little too vacant, and see who's uh being a little uh, open and how they look. Um, but yeah, if Lad, Lad is is at her training thing, I don't know. Like she can do a third round comeback for sure. And like you look like a genius betting that plus money on McMahon because we've seen Lad do that with uh against uh, another another Mama uh, Yana Kunitskaya, or As I like to say, Mama Kunitskaya. Uh, you know we saw her do that round three comeback where her uh. Her uh, relationship in the corner uh, buoyed her, you could say, right? In its defense, I guess. But uh, I'm not confident in that. Uh, I'm not confident in what's going on there. Um, I got to see what McMahon's been doing. I, I uh, want to say maybe she, she uh, changed camp or something. Um, but, uh, insta, insta, insta. But yeah, I'm I'm going to be looking at the... I'm probably looking at this fight just because that number. I was gonna pick McMahon and just stay away, but I, I'll probably still stay away. But I mean, I just I don't know. I just I'm more, you know, I'm more intrigued now because um, Aspen Ladd is more of a TKO person. She really gonna out wrestle uh, McMahon. I mean, she really got to make her quit to get positioned for strikes. I don't think she's gonna submit the brown belt under Marcelo Garcia. That is uh, Sarah McMahon. Um, Where she be training at these days? Uh, I don't know. I do not know. Let's see here. Yeah. I hate doing this stuff on uh, on air, so yeah. Who, who, who knows? Um, we'll see where I end up on that fight again. At Dan Tom MMA to see where I end up. Trevin Giles. Jay Giles. Jay Giles. Trevin Giles. Two to one favorite over Luis Koski, huh? Wow. Okay. Um, I'll lean Jay Giles, but this is not a fight that I, I, I want to... I don't even know if I want to look into this fight because I, I I don't want to bet it. I haven't even looked into it. And I don't want to bet it, especially those numbers. Uh, what the heck's Luis Kosky coming off of? I feel like he's been in a name forever, um, waiting to get booked. Yeah, since Victor Reyna lost Sasha Palatnikov, and now he's got Jay Giles. Yeah. Um, I'll go Giles, but he it, it's hard to trust him. He he just. Uh, He can give it away, too, and make it a little too close, you know? Um, um, Yeah. Uh, Let's go to... Jillian Robertson, minus 140. uh, Maria Agapova, plus 120. I didn't even look at this, and I blind bet uh, Robertson by sub at plus 240. For three-quarter unit, um, that was the one I hinted to as far as if, like, uh, you know... If the cheaty one pays, it could pay off of uh, Joe Piper round one in case that doesn't hit, which, you know, I feel pretty decent about. We'll see, of course. And um, this one, I mean, Jillian Roberts has let me down plenty of times. Uh, Shouts to my guy, uh, Dan Dan Levy. What's his saying that he always says is, uh, oh, when I die, I want someone's, you know, I want so and so to to lower me in the casket so they can let me down one last time. Uh, (laughs) Like,. I don't, I don't know if I've taken that many shots on Robertson to say that, but I, I definitely have that, that reaction when um, this fight came up. Um, and again, don't do this, folks. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of blinded of this one just because... Shouts to my guys um, uh, Wes Colvin and Lance Official uh, MMA Gamblers and the MMA Analysis Podcast. That's This is the one where we were standing outside um, whatever bar or restaurant we were going to eat at before 272, the covington Masvidal fight. And... I forget someone had I had round 2 sub. Um someone else had sub and someone else had uh um Moreau's and something and so we all we all uh, had steaks that could have fallen on the same side and then she gets the sub in the round for like all, us all three to cash and we're like trying to finish our drinks before we go into uh, the restaurant. And there's like it's like a strip mall, right? Uh, it's a like Planet Hollywood, right? It's like Blondies, we're in front of Blondies, and there's people just walking, like just casual people, just tourists doing their shopping, you know, looking at the sites, just like walking, like f- uh, in front and behind us, and we're just like we're, we're kind of muttering to ourselves, like "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on," and all of a sudden the sub hits, and we go, ah, fuck yeah!" And the people are just like walking, like <laughs> and they were like, "The fuck was that?" <laughs> so maybe I'm riding off of that high. Maybe it's my. Um, you know, and again, Jillian Robertson—I forget my guy Aaron are posted something by the numbers. I mean, she sets records for finishes of in her division, so I'm betting a record-setting finisher to finish at plus money. I mean, you could do worse, folks. You don't have to follow me off this cliff, but this is definitely going to be in the round robin, and I already laid three-quarter units on Robertson by sub. Um, yeah, I, I th- you know she's got it on a wild woman, Priscilla Casueta, before with the eye gouges. I think she can get it on a wild woman in agapova which is the way to beat her so uh yeah i I like that i I actually thought it was going to be more priced lower um we'll see we'll see what it does not that it's some kind of guarantee or l word or anything like that by all means you know me i don't use that i don't count on that but that's where i'm at with that fight um denise gomez plus 170 uh, Loma Loma Lokbo Mi plus two minus 200. You know, I'm going with my girl Loma. Uh, I don't even know this other girl, and I'm going with Loma. Um, I may look into this fight though, because if I do a parlay, maybe I look at Loma. Um, but I probably would want to stay away from the WMMA. No offense, even though I love me, uh, Loma. She, you guys asked me about her before. I'm a big Loma Lokbo Mi fan. Um, by Denise Gomez, she fought Contender Series this year, and I still don't even remember her. Wow. See, that's what I mean by Dunbar's number, folks. I, I wrote her up. I'm sure I have a grade on her. Um, And I don't remember crap. Um, so I'll, I'll have to go back and look at that. I'm sorry. Um, Look, that just happened this season, too. Like, that's how much fights... Again, this is why the weeks off don't matter. is because they're, they're fucking saturating us with so much damn MMA. We don't even know... I don't even know this fighter from 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 my own asshole. Like I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not talking about looks. I'm just saying like I I, I, I it, it's gonna take some feeling around for a second. Easy, easy. But you know I don't. I there's too many of them. There's too many to keep track of. Not too many assholes. But you know what I mean. Too many fighters to keep track of, folks. Um. So yeah, that that's uh, that's always a that's always a tough one. Um. <laughs> let's see here. Uh. Brad, brad brad saying off that story there are a few things more exhilarating than life than a live West colvin reaction to hitting a big ticket absolutely man at true uk fan he is as much fun live uh as he is watching live on your guys's program there or listening to that's for dang sure um, Alvin Yakatori, such great detail into your work. I don't like to gamble, but this type of analysis helps me appreciate MMA fighters to a higher degree. I- I'm really glad that you non-gamblers um, get appreciation out of this because analysis is my main thing. So it should be, right? So uh, that, that that really warms my heart. Thank you. Jerry Harper, I'm parlaying Sabatini and Piper basically for even money. That was something I was thinking about maybe too, but... Again, is that a dangerous matchup that I'm doing, and I'm just going high on my Sabatini love, right? Um, so I would definitely, I'd be, you know, I know Piper is an obvious parlay piece choice, but the next fighter, I, I maybe would look at it too, again, but it's another thing of I'm just really freaking high on that this guy, and that is uh, Daniel Zellhuber, who is going off at a minus 315 favorite, although I believe he opened uh, low her at minus 240 over trey ogden i gotta go relook at this fight but zell Huber is a guy i actually remember and was damn impressed by real high ceiling he's also been training around at extreme couture i haven't gotten to train with him but uh this kid is really good man um I, yeah i'm really high on him i know you don't get much preparing him with pfeiffer, pfeiffer which is why you need a third which is maybe why I'm, i i look toward the loma look Mi me or um you know Maybe, maybe not Patty Sabs, maybe Patty Sas, either way, I, I love Patty Sabs. I'm picking Patty Sabs. I'll be playing Patty Sabs in some form, so I'm not trying to talk anybody out of that. It's definitely crossed my mind as well. but again, guys, you know you guys know me i've been I've been pushing on a lot of parlays, and when I did go go for one, I had to hedge out of it. Thank goodness I did that last week, right. So I mean, it's not my excitement for parlays haven't been great. I haven't been doing them. I haven't been missing them. I've been winning without them, and I've almost been losing because of them so. Don't take my word too strong, but yes, I am always keeping my eyes on parlay pieces. You know, because there are a lot of parlay players out there. So whether or not I want to play them, I want to. You know, I want to. You know, give you guys the referential information that I assume you're here for. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be picking Zell Huber. Um, I didn't take this fight though, to be honest. So I'm gonna look into it a little more. Um, but I'm. I really like Zell Huber. He's a guy who really, really impressed me, and I do remember coming off the contender series and did get a meaningful A, if not a plus. Uh, Javid Basharat minus 155 Tony Gravley plus 150 what did this open at um, I saw the Basharat brothers uh, trading at Extreme Couture um, I want to say it was his brother but then I think it was Javid because it was like a Tony Gravely looking dude who he had with him and like they were just doing wall drills where like he had dudes shooting on him and he was just uh, countering and, and you know doing his doing his stuff so I was like oh is that is that maybe he's getting ready for Gravely I don't know but uh either way i'm really impa- impressed what i've seen from the basharat brothers um and that's not saying anything crazy like what oh you're telling me he had someone shoot on him because he's fighting a wrestler like of course that's not giving any way any any family secret recipes there um you know um you know so you know i'm, I'm not sharing anything crazy there by saying that but yeah they, they they've been impressive they've been around um it feels weird seeing gravely at plus money because he always feels like the favorite that's going to shoot the bed so, did he, did did Basharat open? Yeah, he well, only no, opened even. So yeah, um, I, you know, that makes me worry. The hype guy off the contender series. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, m- more proven wrestler, more experienced wrestler, and Gravely plus money. This is definitely where I would be looking as far as my biases go. I'm gonna look more into the matchup. Um, probably lean toward Basharat though. So I've really been impressed with him and Gravely. I've been kind of looking to pick against. Anyways, nothing personal. Just you feel like he's gonna get upset here in a second, you know. And this wouldn't really be an upset because it opened as a pick 'em, and he's now the dog. But you get what I'm saying. So stand by to see where I'm at on fight day at Dan Tom MMA. Lastly, but not leastly, Nicholas Mota, uh, Mota, 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 Mota minus 195. Cameron Van Camp plus 165. Uh, Mota is another guy I'd be looking at too. He's been training to stream Couture, uh, training with some really good people. Um, Hafia Sun who uh, I ran into the other day, and I don't talk to much people or anything, I'm weird like that. And I and, and I felt like a, a dork, a big dork, even going up to talk to a uh, Sun Um, unless like I know these guys or I've like met some kind of connection or whatever, but like, uh, I don't know, I just feel like he's a guy that like he's walking around, no one even recognizes him, and that's probably more and more the case as he gets older. And i he probably doesn't get a lot of love, so I was like, I'm gonna go get this guy some fucking love, man. And I just like you're the man, Hafiy man. The, I just wanna say I I appreciate, respect your style. I was like, just giving him love and stuff. And he's like, thanks, man. He's like, I just gotta I gotta win, man. He's like, he's locked in. He's like, I've been down here at Shrimp Tour, and uh, but yeah, he's just like was like taken back. Someone was actually like like dug his style and appreciated his style and stuff. I was like, dude, fucking technical dude, man. Love love that shit. Uh, Mota's been training a lot with him. I think I saw him. Uh, getting rounds with a bunch of other pros too, of course. Um, just a lot of good, of course, a lot of good people to train with there, but yeah. Um, but he can be hurt though. He can be hurt. Uh, I'm going to look closer into this one. Uh, what did, what did, what did Mota, Mata open up? Minus 230, opened higher, so you're getting a little bit of a discounted price. We'll see. I'll see where I end up with that one, folks. Alrighty here. Um, going to clean up on, uh, some things. Uh... I'm going to double back, don't worry, for the uh, Zhang Weili uh, questions before, before we get out of here. Uh, Ghost Phantom. Gomes likes to run in on a straight line while walking and punching. Sounds about right. Uh, seems like perfect matchup for Loma. Sure, yeah, maybe maybe physicality is the thing in the small cage uh, is the only thing that I worry about Loma. Not that she's can't comport herself in the clinch, but she's fighting at serious size discrepancies, um, even at straw weight um jerry harper sabs cashes tickets baby that's right let's hope so uh jerry harper says hey hey easy on gravely in the bed shitting same hometown from va foothills there we go hey i didn't say bed shitting but uh but 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 yeah you know he feels like he can't drop the ball but man he's you know seems like a nice dude and trains hard and really talented um feels like there's a ton of value on him man so uh even if i end up picking basharat uh, I don't know. I definitely won't be playing the chalk uh, to disrespect uh, Gravely in that regard. So no disrespect here. I'm going to double back real quick uh, up to the top. We had some um, some questions. Um, here we go. Yuna Lee Park, are you familiar with the Hickman Brothers? Yes, they have been working with Loman Whaley. Yep, they also been working with my guy, John Young-Ko, who has a good relationship with them. Shouts to my guy, John Young-Ko, trading down there at Bangtown Muay Thai. Uh, Kimball Mercer. What's up, Kimball? Kimball says, why do Chinese athletes keep getting disrespected like Zhang Weili and Song Yedong? Weili is incredibly skilled, but they call her a buzzsaw and a wild brawler. I'm not an expert, but it seems like both are skilled. They are both very skilled. Um, Yeah, it's tough. Uh, You know, you've got, you know, the unfortunately geopolitics and however role that, that that plays into people uh whether their coverage their perception as as viewers um or even people that present the sport or the fighters themselves right so you've got that part of it of course um you know uh asian in general not just chinese is typically you know some of the most foreign to western audiences and you know people you know especially in my country aren't aren't the best at, you know, uh, being educated or respectful amongst other foreign customs. And even when you got people like myself who should know better, uh, you got people like myself who like, you know, will, you know, make immature jokes or something like that. Even though like, I don't feel like I overdid the, the, the song you dong jokes or whatever that typically people make. But, um, to be fair to myself, I make any kind of jokes related to Dick because I'm nine years old. At heart, uh, but no, uh, yes. As far as like the any kind of like like disrespect and like we've seen real like you know again whether it was o- Orichi Long, the Mongolian murderer who like was told to go back to China uh, from Cody Durden, or you got you know Rose right to Zhang Wei Lee, Better Dead Than Red. You got um, I don't know if you can track it down because it's it's just a piece of media that I posted to quote tweet uh, Cheeto Vera's uh, diatribe you went on when he lost to Song Yedong where he was like, I at least to fucking Chinaman. And then I posted the clip from um, Big Lebowski. The Chinaman is not the issue d- here, dude. The preferred nomenclature is Asian American, please. Um, which is not the preferred nomenclature for someone like uh, Song Yadong. of course. He's not Asian American. He's a Chinese national. But yeah, it, to, 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 to deny that we see Chinese fighters uh, at the bulk of this is, is, would be factually incorrect. Um, and it's historically incorrect because, you know, again, in MMA is a North American-centric sport and in North America, whether you have, you know, America's deep history, uh, xenophobic history, anti-Chinese history, to even countries who, you know, do so much, I, I always tip that to my Canadian brothers and sisters who do a much better job than our country as far as their crime rates and a whole bunch of other stuff and how they handle stuff, but they are also North American and are also one of the leaders in anti-Chinese hate, so um, and again, this is a North American-centric sport, right? So you see a lot of that stuff bleeding a lot more. And I've said this before. I'm kind of going over uh, the same ground, but Kimball, I appreciate you. always participating in this chat. I don't think you've asked that before, so I wanted to respectfully answer um, your assumptions, which, again, um, do show. Uh, Jimmy Kudo, what's good about Team Alpha Male besides beefing with Tom Cruise all day? Um it's tough, man. I don't I don't want to speak or, or, or say what I don't know. They seem to be doing good business for whatever that's worth. Uh, but as far as my concern, as far as our concern, we're looking at performances, whether we're technical nerds who appreciate this game or our gamblers looking for an edge. And um, although there's plenty of stuff to definitely knock them while they were down, they have made improvements. So I was just trying to be positive and highlight some of the improvements, which mainly expand to kind of outsourcing uh it, how it goes from there but yeah I don't know I, I've, I've never trained there so I don't want to, to shit where I don't speak I don't want to be like my guy Sean Humes and have them coming after me by the way shout out to my guy Black Jordan Breen it was great hearing him uh, shout out to Steffi Hayes uh, on uh, the Bloody Elbow podcast feed um. <laughs> alright let's see the last questions and we'll get out of here I gotta get ready to go train and hopefully not get my head and head punched or kicked off in big glove sparring tonight um, and hopefully, my toenail hangs on too. I had to find a way to tape my body parts are falling off, you know, which is fun. You guys want to hear about that, right? Uh, Jimmy Kudo, does Loma wrestling with the best straw weight on the planet, Whaley Lee, help? I'm just sure training with Whaley Lee helps a lot, for sure, um, which helps my Loma, Loma look bo me enthusiasm. Uh, not just wrestling, but technical sparring and sparring coaches. Yeah, all the above. You're absolutely right, Jimmy Kudo. I think so. Hey, my guy Eric Betts Fights. Just shout out to my guy Eric. Give him a follow. Uh, yo, thanks for always for the work you put in, sir. Love the show. I uh, love you, Eric. Thank you, buddy. Good people over there. All right, folks. Thank you guys for watching live. I'm going to get out of here and go get ready for training. 5:52. Yeah, I got to go get ready for training. I'll have an audio episode uploaded later. I'm going to go train tomorrow, then go to the vet. Meet my guy Tommy for lunch, see my grandma later for dinner, go maybe get a run-in somewhere, go train some more on Saturday, go train some more on Sunday with my old BCG crew, Lovato Jr. on uh, Monday uh, grinds on the morning. Uh, let's go, let's go, let's see, Let's let's go. Who needs a break? Who needs time to clean and organize and, you know, sleep and eat? We'll do that later. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked how my camp was going. It's that there. There. I just gave you guys my schedule. It's a. It's a grind. I got it. Um. I didn't get as much training in as I like. I didn't get as much tape study in as I like. It feels like I'm not getting in as much as everything that I like. So I'm trying to balance everything. It's. It's a pain in the ass. It's tough, man. It's really tough. Back to my guy. Chef's my guy. Alvin Yakatori. Um. I don't mean to be disrespectful, and we should always check our all ourselves because I, uh, You know, not that they say we can't have fun and make jokes or anything like that. It's all good fun. But I'm just saying we we got to respect at the end of the day what these fighters put themselves through and what they're risking. It's, It's not fun. It's a lot of hard work. So good luck with your picks and plays, folks. And always, protect the next.